A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Surviving Sister Wives contains adult content that may not be suitable for Latter-day Saints or sinners. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Surviving Sister Wives, the podcast where a monogamous couple drink heavily while recapping Sister Wives on TLC. I'm Corey. And I'm Carly. And that was my third take of the intro. So that's where we're at this this afternoon, this morning, <laughs> after, this evening. evening. It's an evening, I think now. I don't know. Does Cab Sav get stronger when you sip it through a straw? Because that's the situation we got going on over here, too. I don't know. Maybe there's like some sediment at the bottom of the bottle. I'm not really sure. This is a mini bottle, everyone. I'm not drinking a, a full bottle of wine with a straw. With a crazy straw. That would fall in. in. You'd never get it out. Yeah. It's tough. Are you barefoot over there? <laughs> is that what's going on? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. This is season 18, episode 18. We have finally made it. Or so we thought. Bait and switch. Because we're going to be recapping one-on-one part four. But then they dropped a surprise of four more episodes that are going to take place before Christine and David's wedding airs. So look, that wasn't on our radar. That wasn't on the docket. We'll review when those are going to air, but we're not going to be releasing episodes, podcast episode recaps of those. We will have some stuff in the interim. We'll make announcements. Yeah, we here. already had a plan. And there then was a plan. TLC said, fuck your plan. They just blew it up. Ruined it. Well, so I guess we have to do, let's do the episode description and then we'll get back into the announcements. Okay. So, so keep listening. If you're a person who skips the announcements, you don't want to do that this week. A lot of vital information to be had. Well, the episode description for this one is in the final episode of this interview special. Robin discusses coming to terms with monogamy and what she needs to move on. Christine introduces her new fiancé, David, and the couple shares the events that led to their engagement. Are we supposed to care what Robin needs to move on? And coming to terms with monogamy, that's where she started. She started in monogamy. Which is full circle. We've never actually fully lived out polygamy. Nothing has changed. But what's about to change is the episode description for the Carly episode rewrite. Janelle wagers her remaining checking account balance on a bet with Suki. Robin enters her Eeyore era. David gets confirmation that Christine left a bad man. The Eeyore era for Robin. I think that's a, that is just the final stages of legal marriage with Cody. Because <laughs> that is where Mary has been left for quite some time now. And now Robin is finally taking the final steps into that. So has Mary emerged from her Eeyore era officially? Has she? I don't think we've seen it on the show yet. No, we don't know that that's true yet. It could be a permanent state. It's going to be tough to snap out of it. It took her like 10 years to snap out of that, if she actually did. But yeah, that's a risky bet too for Janelle. We know finances are tight. 
Now, she doesn't have $1,000 to be just thrown out the window at this point in time. So you know that means she's confident. She's feeling pretty good about that. And she can use the $1,000 coming the other direction. It's going to be hard to cash in on that, though, because that's kind of a reconciliation based with Cody, right? Is Are you going to no, 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 no. The, no. the bet was over if Cody will take another wife or not. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. She'll have to put a time frame on it, though, because she she needs this money in her account. She needs to be earning interest. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, she's. it's going to be tough to call in that bet and say, you owe me, Suki. Let's give her only a year. I don't know if Suki would have made that bet then. I think she knows better. All right, back to the announcements. So here is what is going on. We'll talk about TLC's schedule. Here's what you need to know today. <laughs> and then we're going to talk about what, what we're doing. So TLC, this is what they have coming up. Guess what? You're going to get Friday with Sister Wives to follow up Friday with Friends. Oh, Mary's going to be so upset. Is it at the same time that she does Friday with Friends? I don't know, because hers would be in like Mountain Time or whatever, and these are in Central Time. So I can't, I can't do that conversion. Close enough. I'm pretty sure hers would be like the hour before. So you can kick this off with an hour of Mary and Jen, and then you can switch over to Sister Wives Talk Back. And if you're reading the description, trying to figure out what this is, it's basically pillow talk, right? Is that how we can kind of summarize this? Yes. This is like a pillow talk of them re-watching episodes. So the first one that is on Friday, December 22nd, and you're going to want to take note of this. It's at 9 p.m. Eastern. So that's an hour earlier than you are used to watching Sister Wives. So you're going to want to jot that down. Well, it's on a completely different day, too, so... We're just really trying to confuse the shit out of everyone. Yeah, we're not getting any accidental viewers tuning in. They're going to be watching the first episode of season 18 and reacting to it. Remember how great and riveting the first episode of this season was? (laughs) If you can't remember back, the answer is no, because it was not either of those things. It was not good. So we're going to get part one of the talk back on Friday, December 22nd at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Then part two, which is them watching the explosive season finale where Mary and Cody part ways. That's going to be Friday, December 29th, also at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay, so at least there's some consistency there. Yes. You're going to want to set your DVRs because I don't know if it'll pick that episode up because it's not Sunday night like Sister Wives usually is on. Now. We do also have things airing on Sunday night for you. Believe it or not, on Christmas Eve, you are going to be able to spend the evening at 10 p.m. when you should be putting all your presents out under the tree. Well, Santa does that. Right. We're not doing that. You're going to be able to watch Sister Wives special, Look Back, Where We Started. What the hell is that? This is is a clip show. (laughs) We know a clip show when we see one. They are just going to be reacting to clips from the beginning of Sister Wives history through current day. And again, this is going to be in two parts. So you'll get the first part Sunday at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, regular time slot for Sister Wives, on December 24th. And then the second part is going to air 10 p.m. Eastern Time on December 31st. So believe it or not, New Year's Eve you can also spend with the Sister Wives Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, two weeks in a row, watching footage that we've already been watching for the last 14 years. I'm sure there's going to be fun things here and there, right? So these aren't really recap-worthy episodes for us because how many times can we talk about the same footage well, most, over and over and over And again? most of this stuff, it's going to be them watching the footage right. and then maybe saying something. I don't think the stances have changed that dramatically. To warrant an entire recap for it. There might be some tidbits here and there, but we'll talk about it on the Discord. You can tag us in your social media posts. Find other ways to talk about the episodes with us. It's just for the episodes that we've been fooled by family game night before. We will not be fooled again. (laughs) Although that would be a very fun concept now that everyone hates each other. Yeah, that would be interesting. They should play Family Guess Who. I would watch that episode. So we won't be recapping those, but you can chat with us about them in the various places that we are and you are. You can email us, whatever. If something 
really exciting comes up from them, we'll definitely talk about it when we resume our episodes. Recapping the Christine wedding special. It's Christine and David Woolley's wedding special at the beginning of January. Right. That's also two parts. So that'll be Sunday, January 7th and Sunday, January 14th. Our episodes will come out the following Wednesday. And that is what is going to be happening as far as the Sister Wives schedule goes. Now, like we said at the top of the episode, we had a plan for Christmas and what was going to take place before they blew everything up. And here is what's going to be happening. There will be no new episode the week of Christmas. Now, the next week, you will get an episode. We are going to be releasing one from our Patreon, one of our Let's Talk About It episodes, The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. And Benjamin Button. (laughs) Unrelated sequel. So that'll be on January 3rd. We're releasing that from the Patreon archives because they're coming out with a new iteration of the Natalia Grace. It's an extension of the documentary that we already reviewed. So we're probably going to end up doing that on the Patreon as well. So just to get everybody caught up on that, we're going to throw that out there on the public feed so you have access to that. That's not the only episode you're getting that week, though, because we'll also be doing a guest spot on Kara Berry's podcast, Everyone's Business But Mine, and that'll be releasing on Monday, January 1st. So you're getting two episodes that week. It's not like you missed anything on Christmas. No, and that's on her podcast. So you're going to have to check out Everyone's Business But Mine. And it's going to be a holiday special where we talked about things that we want to leave in 2023. And it was an extensive list. So be sure to tune in for that. We'll include a link to her podcast in the episode description for this episode, just for reference, so you can make sure to subscribe over there. She's got tons of great content. She reviews tons of shows. Including Sister Wives. Including Sister Wives. Shall we get this pony in the water for the final time, at least as far as it goes season 18 tell-alls? In 2023. Oh my gosh. It's wow. The, oh wow. End of an era. Can you believe it? 2023. We started this podcast in 2020. Does it feel longer than three years? <laughs> A little bit, in some ways, (laughs) yes. I feel like a lot has changed since then. It was a pre-COVID world when we started this podcast. Different times. Cody had four wives when we started this podcast. The Browns were a family when we started this (laughs) podcast. Is that our fault? I don't think so. Um, I think in this episode we learned it's Cody's fault, but whether or not he'll take accountability for that. Oh, he's not. He won't. No. Yeah, that's a hard no. Shall not. We start things out. With talking about Christine and David, because this is the big episode where we're going to get the David reveal. Well, and we have to build up the tension for the big wedding special. Big tension, big release at the end of the episode. Oh, dear. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Christine knows all about that now. Oh, man. So David and Christine, soulmates, question mark, answer, yes. Sure, sure. You don't believe it, huh? I'm you don't buy still, it yet? I don't know enough about this man. We don't. We really don't know enough about them as a couple at all. In my mind, prior to this week, he was a thumb man. That was all I knew about him, and that was all that I could know. Now he's more of like a Winnie the Pooh character in my head. <laughs> no, he's because never going to live that down. Well, because Mary is Eeyore, mm-hmm. obviously. We have a whole cast of characters, huh? Yeah, we're really building out the whole development here. I don't know. He just has big poo energy. (laughs) A Christopher Robin. (laughs) (laughs) I'll say this. She looks happy. They both look happy. In pictures together, they're smiling. They seem to enjoy each other's company. They go on vacations together. That's more than Cody ever did with Christine. I just want Christine to be honest with herself above anything else. Because what, you don't think we have photos of Christine and Cody smiling? All right, you just think this happened really fast. It happened very fast. I don't really enjoy... I just want to make sure that Christine was able to deconstruct everything that happened to her in her life and the things that she did from an emotional level and from a relationship standpoint before jumping into something new and feeling like she was ready. I get that she felt like it was over. I get that she felt like her marriage was in shambles for so long that she was kind of already alone. So when she was out... And dating and starting that process, it felt like she'd been single for longer, but I don't know if she really had come to terms with a lot of this stuff yet. I don't know. 
But I can't speak for her. I'm just saying that's my concern. Okay. Is that we didn't maybe reach those conclusions and come to a full understanding of what happened in this previous relationship and what we need to avoid moving forward. So more about deconstructing versus a concern about did she vet David well enough? Or does that also concern you? I think she could, it can put blinders on you because you're so infatuated with this person and enamored by this person where I don't know if she realizes how low her bar is. (laughs) Like that's the type of realization that you need to have is that, Cody sucked. You know that. But I don't know if she's come to full terms with how bad he fucking sucked. I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with you because I feel like she she does seem to realize okay. how truly terrible Cody was as a human being and as a husband. That's good then. But like you said, it doesn't take much to be better than Cody Brown. So when we're touting David... As, you know, being the best thing that ever happened. The best of the best. The best of the best. He finds all the honey. (laughs) (laughs) It's just. He's into that Christine honey. (laughs) He's in the honey pot. (laughs) Oh, bother. Well, all right. I don't know if you're as excited for them as Mary is then. Because even she is happy that Christine has found love. Isn't that sweet? Because I don't feel like anyone would reciprocate that for Mary. Nobody's going to be happy for Mary. I don't know if Mary would be happy for Mary. (laughs) I feel like they're going to feel bad for Mary's partner. Which I don't know if that's fair. Because Mary does seem like she has done a lot of work on herself. Which is something that some of the other people in this family cannot say. I will give her that. Yes. I feel like she is coming to more of these realizations about herself and what her expectations are. So she's kind of formulating those opinions. So then that way she is approaching something dating as positive outcomes here. Hopefully that'll happen when you're writing a book, you come to all these realizations. Well, somebody's writing a book. Cody and Robin have also met David. So, well, mostly Robin, it sounded like, yeah, it sounds like she talked to him for most of the initial interaction that was had. And so Cody assumes that he has basically spoken to David the same amount of time because obviously Robin is fluent in Cody. Well, also, if Robin approves of this person and this person was kind to Robin, is that all that that's that's the only judgment that Cody has at this point, right? Christopher Robin. (laughs) They make us rewatch this salsa brava interaction between Cody and Christine again. Because they didn't hit their quota for appearances of salsa brava this season. I'm going to need to know, have sales at salsa brava increased since they started showing up on TV on the show? Yeah. Are we having like a Casa Bonita effect like on South Park when they aired that episode and then there's an influx direct correlation of sales at Casa Bonita, which are now closed, unfortunately. But that would be the best thing that could ever happen to a restaurant because we know this show loves to refer back to an old clip over and over and over again. So we may see this for like the next 10 years. Indefinitely. Have them take their family photos in front of your establishment. Get that logo in the background there. They're going to be using it for the next 20 years because we still have, what were those mountain photos that they took as a family? Well, that's like the last one they took as a family. Yeah, those are the last family photos that they have forever. And those are all that we're going to be using for the rest of this entire show. They should just start Photoshopping some for us. We need something new to look at. AI generated family photos? (laughs) But like really bad (laughs) AI generated ones. Yeah. Where like everybody's teeth are messed up. (laughs) Or where it looks... Painted like those propaganda posters where they're like in a tank and shirtless with a flag and I'm an eagle. I'm sorry. I have not seen those AI generated <laughs> images. Am I missing something? Yeah, it's like, you know, Putin propaganda. Is photos. there a lot of that out there? Probably. Oh, there's a lot. Okay. There's a lot of stuff. It's whatever, whatever the robots come up with. <laughs> you could type anything in. You here. type anything in. <laughs> Brown world. family photo. Maybe we'll have to make some. We'll have to see what it comes up with. (laughs) You guys have to just send us like keywords to type in with the image and we'll see what it comes up with. Nothing nasty. Nothing nasty. (laughs) Oh, bother. (laughs) 
Christine cannot even handle rewatching all of this because now she's having to endure Cody's reaction on the couch to what happened during that conversation. And if y'all recall, his entire takeaway is that Christine just can't get his name out of her mouth. I don't think that's it. And that's not it. I really don't think that's it. It was all about how she can't stop shit talking him. Well, no, I mean, like his take is obviously. Oh, yeah. Well, his take is wrong. That's wildly incorrect. The opposite of accurate. And as we know, she rarely thinks about Cody Brown. But Cody seems to think that everybody thinks about him all the time. Top of mind for everybody that he interacts with. Well, and all their feelings revolve around him, too, because he feels like Christine has been just getting her jollies off of watching him be in pain. And that's what she's been living for throughout this season. No, that's what we've been living for. (laughs) You are mistaken, sir. It's not Christine. It is us, the viewing audience. Anyone has been mocking your suffering, sir. It's been us. Guilty. (laughs) Uh. He used the term mean girl. Christine is being a mean girl. And that made me flashback to Gwen and her Patreon and how she had that like weird hard turn in her content where at first it was all like cheering on Christine, Christine's number one girl boss, leaving shitty men, like let's live a new life. She's amazing. Slay. And then it turned to my mom is a mean girl and you guys don't even know the type of things that she's been saying off camera and she's just not nice about my dad and, and she, she was sloppy she was sloppy during the divorce and there was a lot of stuff that was said it was just quite interesting to see something very similar come out of Cody's mouth perhaps Cody is now influencing the children in the way that he said Christine was influencing them originally that would be a bit of projection where it's something that he's doing that he's guilty of, but then he's blaming Christine for it. Well, he loves to do that. Of so course. confirmed. Not even a rumor anymore. I loved Christine's response to this, though. She was like, uh, fuck yeah. I'm in my villain era here. We can't say Disney on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Us. The D word. She's very into Cruella. That's who she's channeling. That's who she aspires to be in her interactions with Cody. Well, and to be fair, it was it's kind of any form of rebellion for her is going to be a big deal because for the longest time she had to silence and suppress and mask a lot of those personal individual tendencies that she had because they weren't appealing to Cody. So he only wanted her fun, bubbly, positive energy, but none of the other stuff that makes her human. Well, it's the whole keep sweet thing, right? Don't reveal any of the negative emotions that I don't want to be faced with. Just give me the best version of yourself. And then I won't even love you then. Which is funny because then now she tries to, it's like a neurodivergent masking situation where once you unmask, it is very hard to put the mask back on and pretend like everything's okay again because it is exhausting. You realize how much energy you burn through trying to do that stuff. It's not worth it. No, we're going to keep Cruella. She's here to stay. Speaking of Cruella. <laughs> the real Cruella DeVille in this family, <laughs> who also hates dogs. Robin Brown. Kicks dogs. Yeah. You could say it. <laughs> she did it. We saw it. I won't repeat it because I don't even like saying it. It Because that's how much I love dogs. But we witnessed it. It happened. We did. It's on, it's, it's on film. film. Although that doesn't mean it happened, according it happened. to Robin and Cody, because well, they say plenty of things that actually happened on camera didn't happen. It was before AI generative stuff. So I don't think. <laughs> so we know it's real. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty confident in that. So does Robin want to live polygamy? That's the big question that nobody really. Do we care about that answer? I feel like we all know. We've been watching the show. The short answer is no. Christine for sure says no. Robin has never been into polygamy. She's only lived monogamy. So I'm going to answer no to that one. Cut to Cody because you knew his answer was coming next because completely well, contradicts Christine's. Yeah, he heard that Christine said that Robin's not interested in polygamy. So, of course, he has to say the opposite. You just don't know Robin if you think that. He really takes Robin at her word, doesn't he? Not at her actions. Well, I think he likes the words. The words are good. 
And she says the right words, especially to Cody, in the moments when he needs to hear them. So he likes those words. He doesn't really care about her actions. He just wants the words. Because that's all he has to offer, too. That's true. He's another person who doesn't actually fulfill anything that they promise. So. It's words, no action. As Mary knows. Not going to follow through with a covenant. No action. But it was kind of weird where Cody then twists this, where he sees this as Robin is being attacked by Christine. This is Christine shit-talking Robin, according to Cody. And all that proves is that Christine is still into Cody, according to him. Well, so he he didn't quite say that, but that she's not moved on yet. That's what he's implying. It is 100% is what he's implying. She's still into him, and that's why there's these big feelings. And so that's why she has to put Robin down and make her feel bad. But he also feels like Christine is putting Robin down just when Christine is stating facts about how she experienced an event in her own life. If it has any negativity towards Robin, it's her shit-talking Robin. But I don't think it is. Yeah, it's mostly just Christine explaining her point of view or her experience of things that did take place. Well, right, and he knows how this show is made. The producers are asking you questions specifically about events, about certain people. So the fact that he feels like Christine is just taking every opportunity to throw Robin under the bus just at her own will versus that she's being asked to talk about these things over and over again because they want to get a good juicy soundbite for this show. But eventually they do get one because this leads to Christine's realization where she finally understood that moment. And again, this kind of lends to some clarity and some separation from the divorce with Cody and kind of reeling from that. It doesn't seem like she's still really into this emotionally because basically she was realizing that, oh, how I feel with David, that's how Cody and Robin feel when they're together. So yeah, I wouldn't want to go to anybody else's house either. Like if this was the situation. Oh, I get it. And I have the ability to put myself in someone else's shoes and have empathy for how they feel. And now I kind of understand it. I didn't get it before, but now I do. It used to be upsetting. And now she's kind of come to terms with it from her own experience of finding this soulmate that she has always looked for. Suki asked the big question that everybody's been waiting to know, right? Is, is Cody going to marry someone else? Come on. Robin wants to live polygamy so badly. Are they going to bring in another wife? And Janelle's like, I'll take those odds. No. <laughs> the answer is no, no fucking way. <laughs> no way. Cody has told us multiple times that he has no desire to live polygamy again and that he's just so in love with Robin that it would be unfair to this new woman. Although it wasn't unfair to his three previous wives. <laughs> no, it was for a while. But yeah, he would have to look this new lover in the eye and tell them that he loves Robin more. And that's just not fair. That's not nice. Yeah, I wish he would have had the same courtesy. To the three women that you were already married to for 20 years. <laughs> for so fucking long. Before you married Robin. That you didn't give the dignity of telling them what the actual situation was and allowing them to choose for themselves what they wanted to do about it. Plus, and how fucking bad would Robin be at picking a wife for Cody? Okay, that made Cody LOL, but it also made me laugh because we know Cody didn't actually find these wives himself. No, it was Mary. Mary's the recruiter. Mary needs you to be her friend first. And if you're nice to her, then she's like, oh, my God, I think I have a way where this person can be my friend forever. And the answer is to also marry my husband. And she did that three times. Robin's not here to make friends. Robin can't make female friends. Didn't we already talk about that at some point? She made Mary a friend, but that was for other gains. She knew that the show was on the line, and she was doing this for her career. <laughs> her one other female friend that we've ever seen was involved in the catfishing of Mary. And that didn't go too well <laughs> from what we've seen. It doesn't matter because Cody's not into any other women. No, there's only Robin. He only has eyes for Robin, which we've known for a long time, but at least he's coming to that realization too. Well, it's kind of unfortunate though for him because he's going to be married to an unhappy woman now because Robin cannot be happy with Cody. It just, it feels so wrong. It feels disrespectful 
if she was going to now move on with her life and just be happy with him. I think that's the way it feels when the camera's on you, but I think most of the time she sleeps pretty well at night (laughs) and into the afternoon very easily. (laughs) And she has for a long time. For a long time. (laughs) But now she's coming up with this whole manipulative story, right? This is Robin's narrative for the next season, I'm assuming. Victimization of Robin. The victimization of Robin Brown, (laughs) which is just that. She is a victim of everyone else's choices. And now she needs all of the other wives to come to her individually. She needs a one-on-one conversation. And she claims she doesn't want it to be filmed. But, you know, that means she really does want to get it on camera. So You know Robin's never going to turn away the cameras. (laughs) Never. And she's going to need them to say to her, Robin, I set you free. You have done nothing wrong. You have been the bestest sister wives of all the sister wives who have ever lived. And you should go be happy. She needs everyone else's permission for her to be happy is what she's trying to say, which is interesting because then there are so many therapists who review pop culture stuff and have videos about it on TikTok and YouTube. And it's been shared over and over again. That specific requirement from Robin to put that stipulation on it where I need a face-to-face conversation with all these people who are no contact with me to put this to rest. It's You're asking for an impossible situation against people's will for a scenario that's to your benefit. It's just complete manipulation. Okay, isn't this just a copy-paste of Cody wanting all of the boys to come to him to have a conversation? in which he really just wants them to appease his feelings. Well, not even appease. Yeah, it's just blindly agree with everything that Cody is expecting of you. Right, but the conversation is for Cody's personal benefit, not for them to get anything out of the conversation. He wants them to come grovel to him, and then he'll consider the air having been cleared. To which my argument is that's not a conversation. Conversations are two-sided like how most normal relationships are supposed to be. (laughs) Give and take, and it's two ways, bi-directional. That is not what Robin is asking for here. Do we think it'll happen? No, No, it's not not going to happen. Not a chance in hell. Maybe Mary. Maybe Mary. Mary probably would, just so she'd be like, leave me alone. Stop (laughs) texting me. (laughs) Look, I can't change my number. I have too many businesses connected to it. But I will be blocking you at the end of today. That's what's going on. <laughs> so then we get to dig in a little bit deeper with our thumb here. Uh, we're going to go in. Oh. It was bad enough when you said digging a little deeper. Oh, bother. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, (laughs) it's a good setup for this because (laughs) we start to learn more about David. And and he is digging deeper. He does a lot of things better than Cody. He's in the (laughs) honeypot. Christine wants to make that perfectly clear to us. He's busting out the heffalumps and the woozles. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? I don't even understand the reference. Those are Winnie the Pooh jokes. I'm not that deep into Winnie the Pooh, I guess. Yeah, clearly not. (laughs) We finally meet David. Didn't we kind of meet him last episode? I don't know. Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was David Light. All right. So we get David's intro, which for those of us who don't know, David was married for 20 some odd years. 
It's your typical golden bachelor situation here. His wife, unfortunately, passed away. That is a very golden bachelor situation. And he spent many years attempting to date until one day he was on his dating profile, I'm sure on his desktop, (laughs) (laughs) while he was drinking a cup of morning coffee. And he saw this enchanting woman whom his daughter said, hey, that's the bitch from Sister Wives. That's probably not a real profile. That's somebody <laughs> messing with you because 99.9% of us, I'm sure, if your parent came to you with a dating profile and said, look at this beautiful woman who is messaging me out of the blue and is attracted to me, you would say, get the fuck out of here. That's Christine from Sister Wives, you dumb idiot. And that is definitely not who you're talking to. That is to. not who you're talking to. So that's interesting because this was kind of a different story than I thought that they had told in the past, which was that they didn't like the kids, some of the kids. I thought it was like David's daughter or maybe like I thought at one point someone said maybe Aspen had known of David. David's daughter. I thought you were talking about CrossFit games for a second there. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that silence. I just I got lost in it for a second there. That was, wow, that was a deep trap. <laughs> that was for you, Carly. This is why I do the podcast. I don't do the jokes for everybody else who listens to the show. I do jokes to make Carly laugh. I don't think we have a lot of crossover between CrossFit, CrossFit and Sister Wives and no, Sister Wives watchers. Anymore. If we do, send us a message. That would be interesting. <laughs> do a, a Sister Wives wad. <laughs> we'll see what that looks like. <laughs> Christine's revenge bod wad (laughs) where were we so they met each other online they determined i guess this isn't a catfish because she showed up in person and they had an amazing date and then they had another great date and they went to see a play uh yes the broadway hit classic the little mermaid it wasn't on broadway obviously it was off broadway it had to be little mermaid on ice right it would have been weirder to go to like the phantom of the opera or something i guess I don't think that's Christine Speed. To watch some weird dude Wait, hold on. Is about- that Christine Speed? Who listened to uh, Phantom of the Opera soundtracks on their wedding honeymoon with Cody, where they just went on a road trip? That might have been, maybe it was Christine, maybe it was Janelle. Was it Janelle? I don't know. I can't remember. People are going to be mad at us for not remembering But this. I feel like Cody is kind of the Phantom of the Opera, because <laughs> <laughs> there's an obsession with the character Christine, so there is a correlation there. All right, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Little Mermaid. And Cody's not a good singer. So yeah, let's talk about the Little Mermaid instead. Which is so much more fun and bubbly and fits with Christine's personality. And that's what David learned about her. Well, he learned that she has a a vigor for life (laughs) when she broke down in tears at the Little Mermaid musical that they went to. Which, me personally, I think that would be a little uncomfortable. (laughs) If you're going to be sitting Which part do you think that she broke down during? She was talking about it in a very general just way. Just throughout the whole thing from just, the minute it started. And maybe she's one of those people who just cries when they go see a live performance. When they get overstimulated. <laughs> I was going to say, like me? <laughs> same, girl. Just, same. Just from start to finish. Oh, my same. God. Spot on. <laughs> is, that, is that what's been happening to me all these years? <laughs> this explains so much. No, but there's so much here between them. Physically, intellectually, the whole package. And he does it better. All right. Do we have to talk about The Little Mermaid, though. Do we feel like there's going to be significance since this was one of their first dates? Is it going to be incorporated into the wedding? People were already taking bets on the Discord that there will be some sort of Little Mermaid, probably the music, a song, their first dance would be to a Little Mermaid song or something. Yeah, I'm going to die if a steel drum starts playing as Christine walks down the aisle. It's really not going to fit the vibe, I don't think, <laughs> of the the scenes that we've seen, the photos that we've witnessed. I don't think it lines up. But man, I'm just going to be upset because you know they're not going to secure the rights to that song. So then they're just going to have to slap some generic oh, thing no, over top of it. Oh, no, you think that they're going to make it sound like something else played? Yeah, they're going to play some generic band over we, top of it. We will not accept that TLC. So you better get some partnership deals going in place here. The best part of Christine, though, according to David, she's no drama. Drama free. Oh, Robin's going to hate that. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's she's not interested at all. Where was the picture in picture? I needed Robin reacting specifically to that moment. And just a flinch and an eye twitch. <laughs> I can't watch it. I can't watch it. <laughs> no dra- There's no drama. <laughs> no drama. And it's not just me being dramatic, Christine. <laughs> so stupid. It took Christine a little while to get back in the dating game. Not really. Did it? Right? It's like riding a bike. <laughs> you never forget. I could not handle having to watch the conversation about the ice cream flavors again. One, because, you know, Tony. Two, because the sound quality is absolutely horrific. I know. I'm sure David was leaning in like, I what? Are there subtitles for the? I can't hear anything that's going on. I hope they don't ask me any questions because I have no idea what anyone just said. Oh, oh, I don't know. (laughs) It was clear enough for Cody to hear, though. Oh, he heard some stuff. He heard McKelty talking shit about him. I'm sure that's how he took it, which was the whole thing where McKelty was like, that's your, you know, ex-husband who she she won't say dad. She won't say Cody. <laughs> that's his problem if he wasn't attracted to you for all those years. And Cody squinted with disapproval. Cody will remember that, McKelty. <laughs> I am worried that there's going to be repercussions for that. Well, there's trouble in paradise now. It sounds like they're not having a very good relationship. Not like they used to, like... A month and a half ago. Shocking <laughs> that that's taking place. I couldn't have foreseen that. Well, but Cody knows what's happening here. What you just saw in this scene is McKelty attempting to appease Christine. She's trying to gain favor with her by saying negative things about me. No, I don't think that's it. <laughs> I think that might be her personal interpretation of a situation, and it doesn't align with what you agree with. Sometimes people can still like you as a person, but not have all positive opinions about everything you've ever done. And disagree. You can disagree. There would be a lot no, of that, disagree. That means no. there's no loyalty. Yes. She's not a loyal daughter. The Fidelis is gone. It's broken. We got a tattoo reveal, so we know that Christine has a titty tat. A titty tat? I mean, we've been waiting to find out what does it mean? Because like, it's hard to Google a lot of like intertwined lines. Celtic. And- Figure out what it, what it is exactly. Celtic, Celtic titty tat. What does it mean? It symbolizes new beginnings. And she has one. She got one. David was there with her. He didn't get one that day. He he waited to see how bad this was. And then he went back later on and got a matching one. He didn't pop his shirt off, though, to show No, his, he didn't. Which I thought was a little disappointing. <laughs> did you, Corey? I did. I didn't think it was fair that Christine was ripping her shirt open. To show her tat. But then David was like, no, I'm good. And it's like, you could have just unbuttoned and maybe pulled a sleeve over. You could have done that. That would have been too much for me. I don't want to see it. Just saying. All's fair. If Christine's going to reveal the tat, then I feel like David should have stepped it up too. Maybe maybe we'll see it in their wedding special. He's got to get ready for the wedding, right? You going to pop the shirt off? (laughs) You going to pop the shirt off down the aisle? Things have been going really great for Christine and David at this point. They've been tonguing. And (laughs) (laughs) this great kisser. Yeah, we've confirmed there are no problems in the bedroom between the two of them. Well, in the living room, in the kitchen, (laughs) all the the, all the places, all the places where Christine deserves to be loved, (laughs) (laughs) as she's she's stated before. Very bitches finally living that out. (laughs) Freaky. That's not where I was going with this, though. I was thinking about how Cody is hopeful that one day he will have. A great relationship with David. I thought he already had a great relationship with David (laughs) based on the conversation that he imaginarily had. Well, Robin does. Robin has a good relationship with him for for now. But Cody has a very great imaginary relationship with David at this point. What do you mean? In Cody's mind, he imagines that he has a fantastic relationship with David and he looks forward to the day when they can hang out and talk shit about Christine together. (laughs) Well, yes, because that's what guys do together. When you get together with a buddy, you talk about how horrible your wife or your multiple wives are. So one day, maybe David will be able to commiserate with him about how horrible it is being married to Christine. And Suki's like, um, no. I don't think that's going to happen, bro. (laughs) Like, (laughs) If you're holding out for that, I wouldn't plan on that. I'm just going to stop you right there. That's never going to happen. I can tell you that already. And he's like, oh, oh. 
But that's how guys get along. How do we interact with one another unless we're complaining about our wives? So that's a whole other problem. That's a societal issue, I think, is if you're under the assumption that as a man, when you get together with other straight men, you need to talk about your wives in a negative fashion because that is how you seek favor with your peers. And vice versa. Women do that, too. Women do that. And families do that about parents with children. Everybody, stop. Just don't. Don't shit talk about stuff. Don't complain about the people in your life that you care about. Unless they're really annoying. (laughs) But to do it on a way of just the societal acceptance and expectation of... That type of interaction The love resentment that you have to have for people in your family. Squash that shit. I don't even think that that's what Cody's expecting is going to happen, though, right? It's kind of like... He thinks that one day David will wake up and realize that Christine is a conniving bitch, and then he'll have something to complain about, but he's stuck with her for eternity unless he decides that he's going to do the official means to leave her. If he's going to be a bad man. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Then sleep with another woman. The bad man thing. The bad man, yeah. Because Cody cannot grasp the concept of two people just reaching the end of a marriage and parting ways going their separate paths in life, that doesn't make any sense. Why would any woman want to do that? And why would any man then want to marry that woman? Because you can divorce amicably. It's not a big deal. If that happens, it happens. No, 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 no. What's been going on here is Christine has had to destroy his character. She's had to talk about him negatively, publicly. She's had to paint the past, as though he's been a horrible husband, because otherwise there'd be no way for her to remarry. No, man. We have an entire show, a catalog of footage of the familial interactions that took place over the past few years. We're able to reach our own conclusions. Well, so there's multiple things going on here, right? First, confirmation, Cody Brown, you are a bad man. I mean, let's start there. So (laughs) that's prop number one. Uh, Number two... Is that maybe that's your personal requirement for marrying another person is that whoever they were previously married to, they had to have this amazing reason for having left them and that person had to be bad. But that's not how everyone approaches life. Sometimes, like you said, people have a marriage that just comes to a natural conclusion because people have changed situations have changed and there are humans out there that understand that or have been in that situation themselves and don't pass judgment on the other person's previous partner but cody has this black and white narrow view of right wrong there is no gray area there is no middle ground for anything it's just if you're saying that you're divorcing me you're saying that i'm bad and so knee-jerk reaction to that is that, no, actually, you're bad because you're leaving and I didn't do anything wrong. It's all your fault. Well, there's like a whole deeper conversation to be had here about Cody possibly being a narcissist and the idea of being inherently bad and having shame and that you're just, there's something wrong with you and that they feel like that internally towards themselves. So having other people validate that externally is extremely disturbing to them. Suki catches it, though. She's like, sir, you know that you can still be a good man, even though Christine left you, right? I don't think he does know that. (laughs) No, he doesn't. He was like perplexed. (laughs) Like that was the deepest thing he'd ever heard. That doesn't sound right to me. (laughs) But that's clearly what he thinks about Robin's ex. Another David. We we have to call David David Woolley. Well, David Woolley and David Jessup. Because God forbid we confuse the two. Do not. Mix them up. Even though we've like not said Robin's ex's name on this show for how many years now? They're very afraid we're going to get confused about it. Maybe that's the problem. Christine should have found someone with a different first name because it's just, it's triggering Cody to have feelings that he has about Robin's ex. And they're all mishmashed into this situation. Who knows? Who knows? But what we do know is we're still getting more episodes of the show and it's going to be David and Christine's wedding. So they got to hype us up for it. So we get the proposal story, which sounded maybe a little bit like 
McKelty and Tony's proposal. I don't know if Christine was into that. It was reminiscent um, of that, proposing on a rock. Was it? Because I don't think that she mentioned they had to go on a long-ass hike. That's true. And then had no food to eat at the end of it. Well, they shared a granola bar, didn't they? <laughs> one cliff bar. Just split one chewy <laughs> granola bar. Or one uh, Nature Valley bar that was just crushed into oblivion. Just disintegrated. It's just basically granola in there now. <laughs> Loose granola. Uh, no water, just really thirsty after that. It's very dry. <laughs> It sounded sweet. He proposed to her in his favorite spot on earth on the side of a cliff. That sounds alarming. <laughs> <laughs> and his, his friend got it all on film. So Robin was like, nice. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> I hope we get to see it. Right. What was, what was the point of your friend? They have to have this in the show at some point. The but- friend was actually somebody from production. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> they we've, were there. we've had that trick played on us before. The wedding. We get some Ds, right? No Little Mermaid spoilers yet, but the wedding party, it's going to be all the grandkids. They're not doing this like super traditional wedding party situation. The kids are just going to walk down the aisle. Uh, unfortunately, Christine's dad is not doing so well. So at this point in time, she didn't know if he was going to be able to walk her down the aisle or not. So She's got a backup in the queue. It's Peyton, so you know Gwen's going to love that. Hey, didn't Look, we see it? I'm just saying. I don't know. Didn't we see it in the preview? Is biochem that hard, or is it maybe Peyton walking your mom down the aisle? Uh, it's not helping. Yeah, that's it, not Yeah, it's, help. it's not helping. There are other guests coming. Of course, Janelle is going to be there. Her kids are going to be there. That's a given. But Leon and Audrey are also invited, and not just invited, they're going to be wearing the colors of the wedding, so somewhat looking as though they are in, I guess, the extended wedding party, since there is no official wedding party. But then Mary's not invited, because we like Leon and Audrey, not too crazy about Mary. Mary sucks the joy out of a room. (laughs) So. Look, when you've told someone that once in your life, I if it was my birth, Mary, I wouldn't have had you there. I wouldn't have invited you. I don't think that she's coming to your wedding. I don't think she's coming to anything. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, and please don't. Mary pretty much knows that. And she's like, look, if I get an invite, I probably won't come. I don't want to suck the joy out of the room. I'll respectfully decline. <laughs> I probably have to lead a ghost tour at Lizzie's Heritage Inn that day. <laughs> I'm a little busy. <laughs> Cody's mom is going to be coming and some of his siblings because I guess Christine won them in the divorce. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't stipulated as part of the spiritual contract, but how Cody's mad is he going to be out. about that? Oh, he's finding out real quick where the loyalties <laughs> lie in this family. <laughs> and Christine does kind of let it slip. I'm getting this fairy tale wedding. And then she's like, oh, fuck. I mean, we, we, we're, we're getting this fairy tale wedding. Because David Woolley has to let us know, yeah, this is not my fairy tale wedding. It is your fairy tale wedding. Because if David had his options, he would just go to town hall. A quick paperwork shuffle, if you will. <laughs> no fanfare. Not even document the date. We're not even going to celebrate anniversaries of this ever <laughs> having happened. keeping track of anniversaries at this point? Just a paperwork shuffle at City Hall. That's all we need. <laughs> so that's where we leave them. We got to wrap up some of the other storylines, which is just Janelle's because we we just don't care about Mary that much. Like e- even production doesn't feel like they need to put an, a, a period at the end of Mary's story. They here. still didn't have her ring drop <laughs> from any of the uh, cinematic stuff that's going on in the intros. Yeah, well, neither has Janelle's because she says that she doesn't think she'll ever reconcile with Cody. But then she followed that up. And I included this because it pissed me off. She followed that up by saying she would be friends with him, though, because she holds him in high regard. Ma'am, the man who forgot your child's birthday, who did not bring your other child a Christmas present. He has been pretty horrible as of lately in ways that most people would say are unforgivable or at the very least something that would knock someone down a few pegs so you wouldn't hold them in high regard irreconcilable i believe is the uh, definition we got like this really unhinged thing at the end about celebrity crushes where cody like came out of this anger fog that he's been in but honestly yeah this was like the most easily watchable part of the episode at least with cody 
Stop asking him questions about his life. Stop asking him to comment about other people's familial situations. His takes are terrible. (laughs) Ask him more about celebrity crushes and what his interpretations are of people in the family for that. That you might be able to win us back on. He was so into the conversation. He was so engaged. He was having so much fun with it. Yeah. We need you to be more like this just so that the show is somewhat tolerable. It was weird that we were having Cody guessing Robin's, but then she never confirmed because I'm sure, again, the only footage that they have of Robin when Suki is asking this question is just Robin saying, oh, gee, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I can't think of anyone. Uh, I don't remember his name. It would be rude of me to say I don't want to disrespect Cody <laughs> by saying a celebrity crush. Hers was pretty good, though. It was Ryan Reynolds. Well, that was Cody's guess. Well, right. According to him, it's Ryan Reynolds. Which tracks because she does appreciate a man with a throbbing vocabulary. (laughs) I'm just shocked she would be into anybody with a sense of humor because I don't feel like Robin picks up on humor. I don't think. Or sarcasm. I don't think she understands that Ryan Reynolds is funny. (laughs) I don't think she knows that yet. She's not going to get any of those jokes, any of that humor. No, she definitely does not see the things that he tweets to Blake Lively. She doesn't get it. It's nice that he tweets on a regular basis and stays in touch. For everyone to see. Oh, that turned in my mom. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) Look out. Mary's really into Matthew McConaughey. Which we've known that. That was in... You were not Becoming getting, sister wise. I was just trying to get a Matthew McConaughey accent out of you. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but Janelle. It's just all whoopsie dipsies. And <laughs> it's just out there. Janelle coming in the clutch, though, giving us Gerard Butler and Jason Momoa, a man with a man bun. You know, she loves a ponytail on a man. Something to hold on to. <laughs> And that has not changed. And Gerard Butler, the Phantom of the Opera. So it's kind of like Cody in that way, which is kind of scary. I'm sorry. He was in Phantom of the Opera? He was the Phantom of the (laughs) Opera, Carly, in the movie adaptation. I don't don't know about these things. Oh, my God. (laughs) And we end off the episode on such a positive note. Christine, she's been real all these years. She's shown us the worst parts of her life. Now she's going to show us one of the best parts. I hope Gwen's able to see it. (laughs) (laughs) We filmed it, so, you know, you'll get to see it eventually. You can catch it on demand. Next episode. This is the description for the episode that we are going to be recapping next, which is Christine's Wedding Special Part 1. After years of struggling in her plural marriage to Cody, Christine Brown has met the love of her life, David Woolley. After a year-long courtship, they're getting married. Set against the majestic red rocks of Moab, Utah. Moab? Moab. Moab, Utah. Christine gets the big traditional wedding she has always dreamed of. Hopefully that's not the only big traditional thing she's getting that night. A big traditional (laughs) wedding night. Thank you for listening. If you want to support us, the best way to do that is by subscribing to the podcast and leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Be sure to chat with us about the episode on our Discord channel by joining our Patreon, patreon.com slash survivingpod. Stay tuned, share with friends. See you next time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.